Coming up on this episode of the New Channel Sports Podcast, we talk about benches clearing in the game between the Astros and the Dodgers. We're also going to give you our NBA season awards. And can the NFL learn from Major League Baseball and the National Basketball Association? The closer it gets to it, the more I'm in doubt that they're going to finish this season. I just really am. Because we weren't supposed to talk about the NBA. But the NBA has it situated so perfectly that yeah. we have to integrate them into the discussion. If someone leaves the bubble, it's easy. Oh, you're quarantined. Yeah. Simple as that. Just for leaving the bubble. You don't have to have it. You just left. So now you're quarantined. On the NFL and MLB side, because it's not bubbled, you have to actually get it yeah. before you're quarantined. And by the time you get it, you might have passed it on <laughs> to other players already. It's done. Yeah, it's yeah. done. Yeah. So in the NBA, it's just once you leave or once you try to go and get food outside the bubble, you're quarantined. You, we don't even want you to bring it back. So it's very simple for the NBA to, to get it done right. And they already did it right from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And the NFL had the longest time to get it right. Yes, it and and I, don't, I don't know if they're going to get it right. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. This is the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Oenyi. It is a pleasure to have you listening to us today. We have a great, wonderful, fantastic show in store for you. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please do not hesitate to subscribe. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, you can do that on Our Hot Radio, you can do that on Stitcher, you can do that on pretty much mostly any major podcast platform. We're also on the radio every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on Afro Vibes Radio. What's up, Lo? What's the deal, brother? What's going down? I'm happy to be here, man. Good day to all of you listening. All right. To my left, Chris, what's the deal, brother? What's good? Let's get to it. Trey is not available today, so, you know, you usually hear... (laughs) (laughs) I got to do it for my boy, Trey. Shout out. Shout Shout out, Lincoln Nation. Shout out, uh, Dallas. You know, go Cowboys. All of that. Shout out, Trey. Oh, man. I was hoping to avoid that, but... Low, you always have to have Trey's back. I, I, I got to hold it down for my boy. Trey's a very, very busy man. He has some stuff to take care of, but he will definitely be back. Because there's the three of us today. What we're going to do, what we're going to start off with, is a little segment called Flashback. The new Channel Sports Podcast presents Flashback. Yes! 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 Yes!
outscored the Spurs 14 to 6. And this a moment ago. Ball. They almost didn't get the ball in. And now you've got the best defender in the game on McGrady. How does he hit this? Bowen not wanting to pick up the foul. So what you just heard was Tracy McGrady scoring 13 points in 33 seconds, 35. It's between 33 and 35 seconds. I heard I hear 33 and 35 a lot. Yeah. So I did not watch this live. I heard about it. And I heard about it for a while. I saw a commercial done on it afterwards as well. Because, you know, every time you hear it, it kind of changes a little bit. Like on the commercial, it was saying, no, 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 he didn't. He did it in the rain. It started raining inside the 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 um, um, stadium or whatever they're playing. Or no, 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 no. He did it with with no shoes on. It just it just changed every time you heard it. Yeah. So I finally got opportunity to watch it a little bit later on on YouTube. And when I saw the score, I think it was like seventy six to sixty eight, something like that. I was like, there's no, there's no way that they come back and they're just start, It's impossible. Yeah. So as I'm watching this, I'm like, okay. So another three. Tracy McGrady's another three. Oh, he's fouled. He, he's it's an and one. And by the time that it's coming close to, I'm watching it like it's an actual game now. Like it's not a rerun. I'm <laughs> when Tracy McGrady fist pumps, I'm fist pumping with him. I'm like, yeah, you did it. I mean, I could I couldn't, I could not believe it. The way the expression on San Antonio Spurs' face, they were like, wow. There's one shot that he hit over Bruce Bowen. Bruce Bowen couldn't believe they hit the shot. He was just like, what do I have to do to? to stop this guy cool them all yeah i mean Man, gosh i'll be honest with you i watched that game the entire game live wow. like on tv uh-huh. um i actually had a friend in the stadium so the next day in school he was like everybody left but i stayed behind <laughs> <laughs> but i was watching it at home with my brother and we were losing and we're the losing time was coming we were just dissing the rockets going hard and the closer it got and when it hit his first we're like okay you want to pour on points now but after the third three and the Bruce Bowen three you're talking about, we started edging towards our seats a little bit like, what are we watching here? When that final still came and he hit the shot, I was screaming. I was I was going nuts. Everybody, I mean, we were going nuts, and then people were like, what are y'all going nuts for? And you know the best part about it is this was before social media age really blew up. So if you didn't know about it, you may catch like a replay of it, but otherwise you weren't going to see it. You know what I mean? And... The best part about it is you mentioned with Coach Popovich 
waving off his play. I think it's Brown. Uh, <laughs> oh, Brown! Brown had a look of like pure dismay, like Rejection. like what the f just happened? Here? His, I think his hands were on his on his shoulder or uh, uh, waist as well. He's just like, what just happened here? Yeah, it was uh, man. That this that that kind of sums up Tracy McGrady's career, yeah. mm. in a sense as well, because he's an amazing, amazing player. Yes, but what he did was like in a regular season. I guess it was a good San Antonio Spurs team, but. Mm. He couldn't really duplicate. He could duplicate that in the playoffs, but it wasn't really to that magnitude. It's not so much that he couldn't. It's just his team. Right, couldn't. right, right. And that's the thing that yeah, yeah, people remember. It's a great thing, man. And that's one of the, you know, every athlete, every great athlete has signature moments. And I didn't get to catch that, that particular moment. I got to see some of the highlights. But it's just one of those things that it's probably not going to be replicated in that kind of manner, you know, anytime soon. I mean, that many points in 33 seconds. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was, it was a great moment for him. But just like you said, I mean, it's, it's the epitome of his career. It, it it didn't really. I don't know that that game necessarily mattered at that moment in time. But I mean, he hasn't necessarily been his best in the postseason. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if that was a postseason game though? Like how much higher he would. Let's say it was a game seven. That would be icon. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh my gosh. But yeah. That was fat. That happened back in what December, December of two thousand four. Yeah, so it was a, it was a while back. Yeah, but if you look at that team, when you see the team mobbing McGrady, other than Yao Ming, everybody else is kind of like, who are these people? <laughs> How did they make the NBA? <laughs> That's what it looks like. So sometimes a lot of people like to fault him, but just look at his rosters and right, then come right, back, right. come That's back right. at me. Yeah. Okay, so that was flashback. So let's get into. Some MLB. We don't talk about a lot baseball. of MLB. I know. I know, right? We talked baseball on the last podcast as well. Now we're talking baseball again. This is, those are the only two times in the 80-something episodes we have now. <laughs> talk about that we talk about. But not in this matter. Like, yeah. not in depth. It might, you know, come along okay, every now and then. But we had, actually have a topic to talk about. There, there's yeah. some things to talk about. All right. So, my Houston Astros went up against the Los Angeles Dodgers the other night. And um, things got a little chippy, a little chippy. The, the, the Dodgers have been waiting forever to play the Astros. <laughs> they have been wanting to play the Astros for the longest time, ever since it was, you know, ever since it was confirmed, the Dodgers have been wanting a piece of the Astros, and they finally got a piece of the Astros. And, you know, I'm not a big Dodgers fan. I'm just not. Yeah. I, I, I hate them more through this whole ordeal than ever. So this is there's a guy I think it was it was a Joe Kelly Joe Kelly Joe Kelly Joe Kelly was not a Dodger during the, the World, World Series, Series no. right? So they 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 bring this guy on Joe Kelly, kind of like a hitman. <laughs> <laughs> they, they bring him on onto the mound, and he he throws a couple of you know questionable balls at Bregman and yeah. Carrera, yeah. and then after he strikes, I think he strikes Carrera out. Yeah, he strikes. He him he out. makes this weird. Taunting gesture. I don't know. I think he stuck saw, his tongue out yeah, or something. Yeah, it was a, they called it a, a pouty face. A pouty pretty, face. It was pretty childish, though. Yeah, yeah. That, that oh, face was pretty childish. Oh, God. I wanted to punch him in his face after <laughs> I, I see saw a grown that. man making that kind of face. <laughs> <laughs> so after the second questionable pitch, that's when the bench is cleared. Okay. Everybody, you know, got on there. There were no fans to see it. I don't know how they got video of it, but you know, some some somebody in the stands got video. I saw that's where I saw yeah. is uh, the videotape up in the stands. So they benches cleared, 
they're all out there. No punches thrown or anything like that. But, you know, it was good to see some, you know, intensity there as well. I just wish someone would have punched Kelly in the face. I really do. I mean, when I watched it, I watched it as it was happening. I guess you could say live, right? Right. It was a 3-0 pitch to Bregman. Yes. That went over his head. Right. And I was thinking, yeah, that ain't right. Something's off about that. Right. Because the thing is, baseball is one of those sports where there's so many unwritten rules. And the Astros knew pitchers coming to the season, pitchers are going to throw at you. But the rule is, hit me in my ribs, but don't hit me in my head because you can end my career. Mm-hmm. And he was aiming, I don't know where he was aiming for, but that face you reference when he's walking <laughs> off the mound. <laughs> When I was watching, I was like, what is he doing? But you know how baseball is. As much as I, I love baseball, but when all the players rush out the mound, number one, that's a pandemic issue. <laughs> <laughs> Having them more rain no masks. So like, no rain masks. What are y'all doing? That, that's, what are you doing? And then second. But they, they were somewhat social distanced. <laughs> <laughs> that's what made it look all the more yeah, dumb, though, right? kinda, What are we doing? Was, baseball, what was, are we it doing? It was a soft mob. Is what it, it, exactly. it looked really right. foolish. At least in my opinion, it looked foolish. But then the second thing is, why is Kelly doing it? You mentioned it. What's his role here? What are you doing? He's trying to earn the stripes, man. You know, he's new to the team. All right, I'm going to share in this pain. I, I've got the same, you know, intensity and animosity, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead hunting. You know, but you can't be mad at the dude. Yeah. Because, you know, look look at what new, the New England Patriots did with all their scandals. Mm. You know, so the Astros are, you know, they, they've, they've got a bounty on their heads right now. See, I'm glad you bring up the Patriots. Because for whatever reason, we bring up Patriots are cheaters. Everybody says that, but we still recognize the greatness. Why can't they recognize the greatness? The boys are mad. Probably because they've only done it once, baby. Maybe after the first time the Patriots say, okay, we're going to prove to you we can do it again. Yeah. And they did it again yeah. and again. So that might be it. I don't know for sure. But let's, let's, let's kind of go back on the timeline and see how the Astros have gotten to this point with the Dodgers. So back in 2017, the Astros whooped up on the Dodgers. They didn't whoop up on them, but they beat, beat them. them game we, seven, we, bro. We game seven. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was, bro, as much as I hate baseball, and I love my Astros. That was a damn good series. Like the Astros run to get to the World Series was, dope, was one of the best runs I've ever seen in my life. Like it was, mm. and I say best, I mean like as dramatic. Yeah. I didn't want to see dramatics because it was giving me a heart attack each game, but it was fantastic to watch. So yeah. they beat the Dodgers 2017, four games to three. Then in November of 2019, Mike Fires, or was it Fires or whatever his they name is? They call him Fires. Fires. I don't That's care. what we call him. We call him Fires. Yeah. yeah. He's the one that told the athletic that, you know, the Astros were cheating. They had a video camera somewhere and that they were stealing signs and, and all this other stuff. So MLB, yes, that's what he is. That's what he is. He's definitely a snitch. So then MLB investigates in December um, 11th they, of that year. The, the investigation widens. They interview about 60 people and they obtain about 76,000 electronic messages about allegations the Astros broke rules while using the you know the camera to steal signs. Then in January of 2020, it was confirmed that the Astros illegally used cameras to steal signs during the 2017 regular season and the postseason. A.J. Hinch is suspended for one year. The general manager, Joe Luna, is suspended for one year. The Astros are fined $5 million. That's the most the MLB can find. They lose their first and second round picks in 2020 and 2021. An hour after that, A.J. Hinch and Luna are fired. 
the owner's like, you know what, y'all even, I don't even want y'all to do the work. We'll get fire you. <laughs> We're going to start all over and do this all over again. So a bunch of people put in their two cents about what the Astros did and how they cheated. But the one person I want to, you know, focus on in particular is the L.A. Dodger. His name is Cody Bellinger. I cannot stand this man. If I see this man in public, oh, my God. As an Astros fan, I can't stand him. But this is what Cody Bellinger had to say. You know, I thought the apologies were whatever. Uh, I thought Jim Cranes was weak. Um, I thought Manfred's punishment was weak, giving him immunity. Um, I mean, these guys were cheating for three years. Um, you know, I think what people don't realize is Altuve stole an MVP from Judge in 17. Um, everyone knows they stole the ring from us. What do you What do you think when you initially hear that Jim Crane said it didn't impact the game? Yeah, that's just wild. And I don't know if he meant to say that or not, but that's obviously not true. Um, because knowing what pitch is coming greatly impacts the game. It, Obviously. Does it bother you that they're like, they ask him, what are you apologizing for? He says, he apologizes for cheating. He says, well, no, we broke the rules. He's, for, you know, he's not saying the word cheating. Yeah. Does that bother you? Well, yeah, they're not, they're not saying that they, they're cheating. They're not, they never said no to the buzzers. They always just said the commissioner's report. Um, so it's kind of bizarre what, what's been going on over there. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, 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 yeah, we listened to it. We're like, oh, well. The guy said it wasn't impacting the game. Are you kidding me? You know, you bang on trash cans, knowing pitch was coming. Definitely does. Personally, I lost respect for those guys. Um, I think I would say everyone in the show, in the big leagues, lost respect for those guys. You see Altuve grabbing his jersey after the game went off. Chapman saying, don't rip it. Yeah. I don't know what human hits a walk-off home run against Raldis Chapman to send your team to the World Series. And one has the thought to say, don't rip my jersey off. But two, go in the tunnel, change your shirt, and then come out and do your interview. Like that, that makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense to me. Because I know me, Gary Sanchez said yesterday, you can rip my shirt off, my pants off. I set my team the World Series off for all this Chapman in the ninth inning at home. You can do, you know, I'm going crazy. So Cody Bell just said that. He basically said that, Altuve should not be the MVP. Now, when I heard that, Altuve, <laughs> when I heard that, I was steaming because if anybody deserves to be MVP, it's definitely Jose Altuve. That's right. So some of the things he said, I was just like, okay, whatever. So Carlos Correa pretty much had a rebuttal to that. This is, this is what Carlos Correa had to say. Like I said before, what doesn't sit well with me is when you say false statements. If you don't know the facts... If you're not informed, this is America, Ken. You can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. But Cody Bellinger's job is to look for information, get informed, know the facts for sure, before he stands in front of cameras to talk about other players. You should get informed. You should be informed before you talk about other players. If you don't know the facts, then you got to shut the Shut the F up. <laughs> That's basically what he said in a nutshell. Just shut up. Just don't say anything else. So now we come to today. Dodgers have been waiting all this time, and they bring out Joe Kelly to do their dirty work for them. You know what's so crazy to me, though, is most people don't recognize 
there's been no cheating allegations after that 2017 year, right? And it's a couple of things. Number one, it was only allegations that the Astros cheated at home. Well, during that Royal Series, the Astros won game, se- game seven on the road, and they also won game two on the road. So you can take that. And then also last season, the Astros statistically are one of the greatest hitting teams in the history of the league. No allegations are cheating last year. So I don't understand why the Dodgers are still bent out of shape. They basically try to buy World Series for the last 10 years and been unable to do it. So don't be mad at me that your money can't buy your World Series. Well, probably felt the only year they did it legitimately, they uh, they lost. <laughs> Boys can't win for lose, man. Hey, I'm, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a Dodger fan, you might as well just stop listening now because I, I just I can't stand the Dodgers. I don't I don't I can't stand them. I'm Houston Astros all the way yeah. through and through. All I gotta say, I I I'm not mad at Joe Kelly, and it did was smooth too. Just like yo, I'm I'm not known. I'm not I'm not best known for my uh for the, for the accuracy of my pitching. I was yeah. like, <laughs> and, and MLB suspended him for eight games. Yeah. Eight games. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, part of that is because what Lo just mentioned. He's this is not the first time he's had a retaliation practice like he's known for this <laughs> yes. but the problem is that's sad but the thing, as a pitcher your best thing you're known for is is retaliation <laughs> give me a break <laughs> my thing is number one is all about location don't take nobody's head off but number two is you got to recognize the time there's only 60 games in the season yes the dodgers are up and they still won the game but guess what they have to play the astros again and they got to play the astros again in september why would you even do that to yourself? Hold on, hold on. Go, give Joe Kelly his credit. He he threw some body shots over there. They just missed. All right, so give him give him credit where it's due. He tried to follow the, the I mean, unwritten rules, if, man. If, but. if he was really trying to hit somebody, he was missing that bad. Yes, maybe he shouldn't be pitching at all. Or the Astros got good moves, man. They were dodging all of <laughs> He struck him out though, so he he knew what he was doing. He knew he definitely knew what he was doing. So when I watched it and he struck him out, I was hot. Because <laughs> I knew what was coming. You knew what was coming once he struck him out. That talk, man. That's a good talk. Because I still think about that talk. Like it, it, it's an ugly face. It's an ugly face. Oh, yeah, ugly yeah, face. yeah, yeah. It's a slappable face. That's oh, what it my is. God. It's a punchable face. What <laughs> a punchable face. <laughs> so bad. So that's that's a little two cents of what happened with the Astros versus the Dodgers. We'll, we'll definitely get the Dodgers back. I'm 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 definitely sure of that. So let's stay in the MLB. Kind of, sort of. We're going to kind of mash the MLB and the NFL together, right? So the MLB, they're playing baseball. They're, they've had a couple of issues now. Not a couple of issues. They've had an issue with the COVID-19. So the, the Marlins have, well, you said 18 players? 18. Now, as of today, it's 18. Uh, it's 16 confirmed. players and then two uh, personnel, All two right. like staff. So right now they're they're having a problem with that's the whole damn that's, team. The whole team. that's the whole damn team. So they're scrambling to five players <laughs> to, to, to play for the Barlets. Can the NFL learn from this? NFL already has its own little things going on right now. Players are opting out. A lot of players are opting out. They do not want to play the 2020 season. A lot of players from the New England Patriots are opting out. They don't want to. I don't know if that's more COVID or Bill Belichick. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what that is. They're like, hey, Bill, we're going to take a break for this year. We'll come back next year. We'll take a break this year. I bet you're second guessing uh, letting Tom Brady go now. Oh, <laughs> if, if maybe if Tom Brady was still there, he'd be like, no, no mm-hmm. one's taking a break. Mm-hmm. No one's going nowhere, baby. We don't know, but. Can the NFL learn from what is going on 
in the MLB right now? Um, it's two things. So during backcourt violation, the last time I talked, I went in on the MLB. I'm going again because <laughs> this is the thing. When are we going to learn? And I'm talking about specifically for the MLB. They barely were ready for the season. Barely. We already talked about how the Blue Jays, during the season started and they still didn't have a park to play in. That's just incompetence at its highest level. But then let's move a little forward. So now the season's going the Marlins have this pandemic rush. Is anybody surprised? The Marlins play in Florida. Florida is the capital of the pandemic. So why is anybody no surprised? One exactly. And then, and then and then so what do they do? They suspend the Marlins play for a week. The Marlins can't play for a week. But the problem is they waited so long to start the season that there's not really flexibility. How many days off do the Marlins have? Not more than five, but they've been off for how many days? They're gonna be off for at least a week before they get back on the field. So then the question is the MLB is in trouble because the season might not end. They might not have a champion. So how can, they, how can the NFL learn? If the NFL, if you're listening to this, anybody associated with the NFL, you need to have a bubble. There has to be That's gonna be a bubble. Difficult, it, it's going to be extremely difficult because the NBA has it done to where you've got – here's the biggest thing the NBA has to their advantage is that they have such smaller – Numbers, yes, players, right? Yeah, and they're all playing on one basketball court, and it's yeah. going to be very difficult to get a thousand players into one location in the bubble. And then, even if you have a bubble for each city or each team, I mean, that, what's going to prevent things from happening? The thing about this, just go back and pick back off your point. Uh, the Marlins are still in Philadelphia. Yeah, they tested the Phillies, and none of their players got. Uh, tested positive. Yeah. So something happened from the time they left Florida and, and, and <laughs> something was going on. You know what I think happened? You know what I think happened? Here's what I think happened. Them boys joined Lou Williams Uh-oh. over there at the strip club. That's, that's, that's what happened, man. <laughs> that's what happened, man. It's just for the wings. It's just for the wings, baby. That This is funny, too, though, because I, I was thinking that of all the sports, it would be the easiest for baseball players to keep this under wrap. You know, basketball and football, physical contact all the time. Yeah. Baseball, everybody's already socially distancing during the game anyway. Yeah. Unless you're throwing pitches that you're not supposed to be throwing pitches, then they'll we'll try to get yeah. into it. But other than that, everybody's already spread apart. So I don't understand. Well, we'll see what happens. I, I think this is what the NFL needs to do. Because Lowe's right. There's no way you're going to have a 1,000 plus players. It's more than a 1,000, I would presume. But you're not going to have that many players all, or maybe not a 1,000. That's a little much. That's like but but either way, you're not going to have all of those players in one bubble. It's not going to happen. I think you need four regional bubbles. You need the East Bubble, yeah, West yeah, Bubble, yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it, yeah, yeah. because that's how it's going to work. Right. But if they think that they're going to fly all of these players from – it's not as much flying as baseball, but you're going to fly a team out to Vegas or wherever you're flying out to or to Florida and think nobody's going to get it throughout the season, come on. It's not realistic. It's not going to happen. You're right. Yeah, I think you're, you, that's a great way to put it, have like four regional bubbles – Maybe even change the schedule a little bit so you that have it, to. yeah, so that it can you know accommodate all the teams. Maybe have like a, a, a South bubble. We can play the Cowboys twice in the year. You laugh, but that to me that's the type of thinking that they need to have. Right. Because one, it's going to be some excitement, some teams, some yeah. regional teams playing. So it's not just the Texas Cowboys. You have the Eagles, Steelers, yeah. maybe things like that. That's <laughs> right. dope. But we could play the Saints too twice. Because we'll all exactly, be in that same. Right. You know, there's yeah, so many, and there's so fun. many teams in the southern area. You're gonna have a little mm. west area, but yeah. either way, 
the point is to have teams in the central area. Because look at the NBA. As much as we joke about Lou Williams, they have a real bubble. Yeah. And he left to go to the strip club. No matter, I don't care if you heard his excuse. I haven't heard his Yo, excuse. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I'll be mad at the person that took the picture. And put on Instagram. That's what I'll be bad at. See, that, that's the. See, I agree with you. <laughs> so, I think we talked about this before. If <laughs> if you out with the homie, and the homie knows what the situation is, it is your position as the homie to make sure that you protect your homeboy. You protect no, your right. Williams, man. You're right. You're right. And the homie realized he messed up. He tried to fix it right. real quick. He said, it's an old picture, but yeah. he had the, <laughs> he had, he had the, the Orlando. He had the <laughs> Can you imagine the interrogation room? <laughs> the NBA has this guy interrogation room. So what happened now? Oh, that's an old picture, man. That happened back in 2016. But what's this, right? Let me let me show you something. Let me show you Exhibit A. <laughs> oh my we got god! You with the mask and all that sauce on your fingers, homeboy. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it would be pretty dope if we had different regional. Bubbles instead of going on planes, everybody's on buses and stuff, going from one location to the other. That would be pretty pretty. It is dope, but more importantly, it keeps some of the integrity because if there's a big outbreak, the the season may be in jeopardy. Oh yeah. And the problem is, as much as we joke on Lou, though, they're already in a bubble and he left. There is no bubble for the MLB. There is no bubble for the NFL. So if a player decides, I'm going to get wings at a strip club or I'm going to go to a party or whatever the case may be, who's even going to know? Right. Talk less, hold him accountable. I just, this is a player thing and this is something that Trey talks about a lot. You got to hold these players accountable. And there's nobody to hold the players accountable in the MLB. And currently, as it sits in the NFL, and at this juncture right now, I don't know if they're going to finish. And and once again, right now, why why we're still having this discussion? The NFL just needs to go ahead and hire, pick you up, Chris. That, that was that's a brilliant idea, matter of fact. Yeah. And and why couldn't they come up with something like that? Like I said uh, last show, because they, they they weren't concerned. About they it. weren't concerned about it. They thought once again, like. You know, Mr. Trump. They thought this. They thought summer was gonna come. All right, so and, let, let me get into this straight here. We brought this man's name up enough. Okay. They <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Let's go ahead. I'm sorry, I really they cut thought, you. They thought the heat was gonna come, right? And 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 kill off the coronavirus. So once July and August comes around, coronavirus will mysteriously disappear. Yeah. It's still here and it's still rampant. Yeah. And the fact that we 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 we're, we're worried about this. You have 18 play, 16 players. On the Marlins that have now tested positive, Man. okay, they can't play. Uh, they, they can't play the rest of the week. Now you've got to scramble and make adjustments for yeah. other teams that are scheduled to play the Marlins. What are you supposed to do? Now, what are you going to do if you have eleven players on offense that uh, in the NFL on the NFL roster? What's oh, a wrap? Right, you're not playing that week. What you're going to have to reschedule. Yeah, and for me, so in the MLB, the MLB did offer to have the players in a bubble. But the MLBPA, the Players Association, like, we're not trying to be in no bubble. We won't be out there. We want to be with our families and stuff. Well, this is the problem with that. And for the NFL, and this is what I don't know. I don't know if the players have come. I don't know if the NFL has come and had an agreement of what they're going to do when the season starts. But as it currently sits, and this is my opinion, if there's no bubble, do you guys think if there's a bubble, if there's no bubble, the season's going to finish to the end? I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, the closer it gets to it the more I, I'm in doubt that they're going to finish the season. I just really am because we weren't supposed to talk about the NBA, but the NBA has it situated so perfectly that yeah. we have to integrate them into the discussion. If someone leaves the bubble, it's easy. Oh, you're quarantined. Yeah. Simple as that. Just for leaving the bubble. You don't have to have it. You just left. So now you're quarantined. 
on the NFL and MLB side, because it's not bubbled, you have to actually get it yeah. before you're quarantined. And by the time you get it, you might have passed it on <laughs> to other players already. It's done. Yeah, it's yeah. done. Yeah. So in the NBA, it's just once you leave or once you try to go and get food outside the bubble, you're quarantined. Yeah. You, we don't even want you to bring it back. So it's very simple for the NBA to, to get it done right. And they already did it right from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And the NFL had the longest time to get it right. Yes, they and and I don't I don't know if they're going to get it right. And let's be clear, it's not just NBA. The yeah. NHL, they're in Canada. Oh yeah. yeah. The MLS is in Florida. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a positive test in a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean just figure it out. <laughs> I don't understand because you know why I'm so pissed though? It's because I love football. Yeah, that's why. And that's what it is. I I would be hot if they they have a season, week 1, let's say for example, week 1, Deshaun Watson goes out and the Texans for whatever reason ball out against the Chiefs. All of a sudden week 2, oh Everybody in the Cowboys has uh, the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me like, that's the season's basically over. Who wants to see that? Chris, I reject. <laughs> <laughs> I reject that. No Cowboys player other than Ezekiel Elliott, who already had it and he's uh, healthy, will get the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a very, very difficult situation for the NFL. I'm hoping they're learning things from not just the MLB, but the NBA. I didn't mention NBA, but now we are. Hopefully they can learn something about that. It's too late to do a bubble now, though, right? They're for the getting, MLB, no, for the NFL. I mean, they could. Man, they, they still got, have a, a month plus. Nah, Players man. have already started reporting into yeah training, training cap, cap and everything. It, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's going to be tough. It is. I mean, and then when we talk about bubble, we're talking about doing it the exact same way that the uh, NBA it's did. They can't. Be. They can't do. Yeah, it, not I in mean, one. Not the way you said it. The regional. Oh, it has to be regional. That can be the, they they, can't be they can do it in one place. Well, because right? then they're not. They're not, no, they're they're not, not fields. No, no, they can't. Yeah. So, but like you, I think you made the point um, on our last show. At the most, or at the minimum, it'll be one month for the for the NBA, right? For for those who don't qualify for the playoffs or whatnot. Yeah. And at the maximum is three months or three and a half yeah. months. And then for the NFL, now you're talking about a maximum of we're looking at four, probably even five, five months, months if they play. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so that that's a lot of time to be away and locked up in a bubble. So I mean, it, it, and then I mean, hell, talk about baseball. Although they're only playing sixty games, imagine if they, we were talking about a full season. See, that's that's <clears> a good point, and that's the only thing that I can understand the player saying. In the, in the NBA, you get if you're really really good, like you mentioned, three four months. In the NFL, you're guaranteed to have that time. So where's the give and take? If I were talking to a player, it's like, do you want to have a season or not? That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So if you have to be away, you have to be away. But either you have a season or you don't. Right. And if you don't have a season, it hurts you more than it hurts the owners because I know the players need the money. Right. Yeah. And the way the NBA has it now, they're thinking about doing a bubble the next season also. Yeah. When they start in December because it's going to work. I mean, the, the NBA is going to work. Whether or not we're going to see big stars in the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But it's going to work because they have it set up really well. Once someone leaves the bubble, because they have, I'm pretty sure they have spies all over. But once they leave, they already know that you left the bubble. And that's it. Like I said, you just have to quarantine them right then and there. Don't wait for them to come. Is, is there a way uh-huh. to have some <laughs> wags in the bubble? Wives and girlfriends, maybe kids. I don't know. Huh. Is there a way? I'm asking y'all. Do you think it's a, a yeah. possibility to do that? Yeah. Uh, why don't they just do that then? Con- conjugal visits. <laughs> what? What? It's pretty much bro. What is nah, wrong with you? I, I meant that for them to have a relationship <laughs> with their family, bro. Not a prison, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's conjugal conjugal visits. Visits. That's a, 
as we continue this conversation, that's the, that's the imagery I had in my mind. Well, I mean, I guess. Kind of well, look, let's put all the players in categories, and and, and and by no means, by no means are any of these athletes in prison. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to take that out of context because they, they, <laughs> they, some of them might feel you know, that way. That's what I'm saying. Some of them might feel that way. Yeah, with their millions of bucks and all the other stuff. You're not in prison. But I'm not. But anyway. But let's put these players in certain categories, right? You have some players that that do the family life. They have their wives. And I know where like you're that. going. <laughs> Can y'all leave Harden out of this, bro? <laughs> I wasn't even going to say anything. Look at that man out of I this. I wasn't going to say anything about Harden. If that's the conclusion now, you first, came to, the first thing you said is, "We got categories." <laughs> Once you said that, I was like, "Okay, Harden's coming up." Okay. And then you had the players that need what, like you said, conjugal visits. <laughs> Oh man, whoo! But okay, so basically, like Chris alluded to, I want to see the NFL play. Yeah, that's what I want to see, and so that's what this is mostly about. But as it gets closer and closer to the season, I, I'm starting to see that this is going to be a lot tougher than I think it's going to be. Yeah. So, all right. So we talked a lot about the NBA already. Let's just go ahead and dive into the NBA. The NBA season, the restart, was not going to count towards. All the awards, all the awards and the voting is going to be from, you know, when they stopped back in March before the pandemic. Yeah. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to, you know, who do we think is going to be MVP? Who do we think is going to be rookie of the year? Coach of the year? Most improved player? Before we do that, though, go ahead. Let's have just one quick question. Yes. Do you think it's fair the way they've done that? Basically saying we stop because we we haven't played in so long. I don't even know if the voters have the capacity to go back and I just think it would just be who's easiest in mind and just going to vote for that player. Well, I I think to a certain degree, what else can anybody do to overtake whoever was in the lead for that position? Let's just put MVP out there. Yeah. So it's really just a two-man race. Yeah. It's LeBron and and Giannis. I think it's Giannis as the MVP. I don't think LeBron could have done any much more well, to in answer, the bubble. To answer your question, uh-huh. if the season continued, uh-huh. let's say a player like Harden goes supernova. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he starts. Oh, his, so you're talking about new, new people. But but that's my point because the season didn't. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily. I, I, would, I would be more comfortable if they just said for the year, for this season, we're not going to have any of those awards. I'm more comfortable with that mm-hmm. than doing what they've done now and said, okay, once we stopped. At the pandemic break, we're going to use that, and whoever was on top then is a champion. It's not champion, but it's awarded that award. Because it kind of has an asterisk to me. You and this asterisk, man. I'm I'm being being honest. It kind of does. I guess it does, but I can't see anybody going super dope. Like you said, James Harvey goes super dope. He's done it before. I mean, we've seen that. And we've also seen Westbrook do it and take it from Harvey. But like like you're saying, though, it's almost like it's a different season. Yeah. Right, it really is. So even if they do do that, because we got new players playing, yeah, in the restart as well, players that weren't playing during the regular season. So that's kind of what is taken into account as well. Yeah, and I, and, and to be clear, I'm not saying they should have allowed the restart and then do the votes. I'm just saying they should have never had to vote. They said, "Hey, we're canceling it for this season." Right. Mm. Okay, so let's go through some of the awards. We'll start off with Coach of the Year. I did say my MVP already, but we'll start for Coach of the Year. Um, there, I guess there's there's three names in particular. I'm looking at for coach of the year. You have uh, Nick Nurse. He's the head coach of Toronto Raptors. You have um, Mike Budenhauser, yeah. Milwaukee Bucks. And you have Billy Donovan of the Oklahoma City Th- Thunder. Mm. Those are the three 
that I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, I'm always put Greg Popovich up there, but you know, the Spurs, the Spurs somehow miraculously make the playoffs, but it doesn't count. I suppose you don't have, surprised you don't have the Portland coach on there. Terrific job he's Portland, Portland, Portland. You always got to find a way. When the Portland Trailblazers make the playoffs, I you never, better be on this I, podcast. But I never you said better. they wouldn't. I, when did I say they would? If, if I call you and say you coming, I don't want to hear <laughs> no I said about. they wouldn't make it, though. You better be screaming yes, yes, like the dude <laughs> off of the WWE. So anyway, I have Billy Donovan as my as my coach here. Me personally. I think um, what him and Chris Paul were able to do. When Chris Paul went to Oklahoma City, like, they're not going to the playoffs. Yeah. They, no, they have no shot to go to the playoffs. So now that they're, you know, in the playoffs and they're playing good, and I think if they play well enough, they can actually upset somebody in the first round. Yeah. I got to put him there as my coach of the year right now. I mean, I, I love what the coach in Milwaukee's doing, and I love what, what Nick Nurse is doing in Toronto, but they've already kind of had their accolades. This is someone that's kind of come in unexpectedly. So for me personally, I think Billy Donovan will be the coach of the year. As he's had coaching experience with Kevin Durant, and and Westbrook, I, I think that this has probably been his best coaching effort so far. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I credit Chris Paul more than Billy Donovan. I do, So too. that's why I'm not going to give, it, I give it to him. I do, too. I hate what I'm about to do. Uh-oh. I really do. Uh-oh. Trey's going to like this. <laughs> I think it's Frank Vogel for Frank the Lakers. Vogel? Let me tell you why. Hmm. If you look at that roster, Ooh, that's, that's the cool. amount of turnover that they had. Yeah. Yes, you have LeBron. He's great. But the way it came together and how quickly it came together. And you know what the coach of the year typically is. It's a team that has either the either the best record in the conference or the best record overall. And I, I think he's done a phenomenal job, particularly with the veterans coming in and the way they just took off from the jump. So I'm going to give it to Frank Vogel. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give it to Nick Nurse. And I think it's pretty impressive what the Toronto has been able to do especially after you lost Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard. Mm. And the fact that you got – they're still in the conversation. Um, and uh, a low favorite, you know, um, to win the championship. I mean, Certainly I, that, in that's the discussion. They're definitely in the discussion, absolutely. Yeah. So That's a good one, too. I don't think – I don't think if any three, one of those three coaches were the coach of the year, anybody would be like, oh, no, no. Yeah, they, you know, they're all there. All right, so we're going to go to the, the sixth man of the year. Uh, for me personally, I think it has to be this person. He's been six man of the year before. He likes to visit strip clubs outside the bubble. I'm going to go with Lou Williams on this one. I, I really do. I think he is your prototypical six man. Someone that can come off the bench and score in bunches and doesn't really need, you know, the team to, to get his you know own shot off. So I look at Lou Williams right now as my six man uh, for the season right now. That's who I look at. Uh, for me, it was it was – same team, just a different guy. And I think he actually is going to win it. Uh, Montrez Harrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 18.6 points per game. He's been a beast. Right. He, and he he's the reason. I don't want to say he's the reason that they can go the way they do, but they can play big. They can play small. They can play however they want. And he's a big part of that. And he's not – he hasn't – I think he's out of the bubble right now. And yeah. he hasn't even come back yet. So he, I think he really is dealing with some type of family issue. But he's incredible. He he he's in the running for not just this award but potentially another award. We'll yeah. talk about later. Right, but right, he's right. been phenomenal this year, and I think if it doesn't go to him, it's actually a crime. It, it has to be the Montrez Harrell. He's been phenomenal, right? Okay, and I'm deferring to you guys on that. I didn't know too much about um, the six man candidates, yeah. uh, but you know. because there haven't been that many this year, to there be honest. Mm-hmm. But there's not really that many 
a lot of years. No, but, right? but there's there's, there's there one years, that's one that's one stand or two out. Right, right, that okay. stand out. And this yeah. year, for whatever reason, it just you just um, I think it's because the Clippers are so dominant. Mm-hmm. We just think okay, whoever's off the bench because their their bench squad is almost like a starting squad. I oh think yeah, that's why definitely. Yeah, they got they got a pretty deep bench going into the restart. So the next one I want to look at is um, the most improved player. For me, this one's easy. I, I look at Brandon Ingram and what he's able to do with the Pelicans coming from the Lakers. Even though it was expected, I think that's even more so why you should give him the award because he actually did it. Yeah. There's a lot of times you look at a player that's young and talented and has potential, and they don't always live that, to that potential. Taking um, Brandon Ingram off that Lakers team away from AD and LeBron James might have been the best thing for his career. So now he can flourish there with the Pelicans. And actually putting him and pairing him with Zion Williamson Williamson and, and um, Lonzo Ball was good for him as well. I think yeah. if the Pelicans can get it all together with all the talent that they have, you know, two or three years, you remember looking at a really, really good team. And that's that's going to be built all the way around um, Ingram. So I think he's definitely the most good player. How long have we been saying that about the Pelicans? I know we're not going to dive into it, but we've been saying about them for a while. Yeah, I have true. two players for me. Um, one of them is Pascal Siakam. And mm. He won it last year already. I don't he think did, he's going to he win back-to-back. He, back, he, but, he but, can't win back-to-back. Back. But the crazy thing is when Kawhi and Danny Green left, and I'm gra- glad Lowe mentioned Danny Green because I forgot about him. He's a key part. He's a, he's a good player, right? Right. We all thought they'd take a certain step back, but he took a step up even after his performance in the finals. Yeah. He's been phenomenal. But because I don't think it'll be a player who gets a back-to-back years, Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat, that dude looks like a grown man. Yeah. I'm being, I'm, I remember watching him in college and thinking, okay, he's a guy who runs and dunks, but he is a defensive stalwart. Um, he crashes to the rim, and he got a little jumper on him. You know, mm-hmm. if, if need be, he'll shoot the jumper. He, he's been phenomenal. He's one of those players that He's he he is the best player to play in a positionless basketball league. If you can pick him up, if you can somehow get a trade for him, obviously the Miami Heat are not trading him. In fact, they're probably going to use him as a chip to bring other players there. What I think is going to happen in 2021, so the Miami Heat have already come out and said they're not going to sign Bam to a max extension this summer because they're anticipating a big summer in 2021, and they want to kind of pull off another crazy thing. If you are an NBA star and you want to play for a team and Bam Adebayo is there, I want to go play with that guy because mm-hmm. he does everything you probably don't want to do, and he does it really well. Right. Yeah, and uh, I, I'll, I'll agree with you on this. Oh, and I'll go with Brandon Ingram as well. That very rarely happens, but I'm kind of scared here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Zion was out. I, Zion came back. Was it right before the break? Or was it after the? Uh, I think he came back a little the All Star game. Um, a little bit before that. A little I before think. that. But he hasn't been playing that much. Yeah, we all he know hasn't that. played much at all. You know, which well, we'll get to that when it comes to the uh, Rookie of the Year. But um, I mean, he's he's really helped. You know, hold down uh, New Orleans um, until Zion came in the picture. So and he's an All Star this year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just watching him, it seems like he he. The L.A. life wasn't for him, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not for everybody. He seems a lot more comfortable in that smaller market. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's important for players. you got to recognize when that when certain players are not built for that. Mm-hmm. Y'all look around like I'm, I'm being serious. No, no, I like, no, no, I'm going to be real. If I was a superstar, I wouldn't be in New Orleans and not right. in L.A. because some people don't like that type of spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same effect that it had on Lonzo Ball as well. 
Now, Lonzo was ready for it. He was, but it, it didn't seem like he did much in L.A. I, I, well, a mixture of that and his father yeah. as well, I think that was bad for him. I think he needed to get out of that spotlight yeah. and, and go somewhere else, yeah. definitely. But um, right, oh, every time I think about Brandon Ingram, I think about Steven Jackson. Because we talked on the previous podcast about Steven Jackson being that guy you want on your side. When yeah. Chris Paul and Ray John Rondo got into it, Brandon Ingram was ready to go. Yeah. I, I think he threw a punch in there somewhere. He, he was the only other person that threw a punch. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else was looking. <laughs> if you look at the steals, you see Carmelo just looking like, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron James doing the same thing. Oh, wow. But he's in there ready to go. Yeah. So that's why I think of when I think of him. But he's definitely the most improved player to me, hands down. I don't even think it's close for me. It's not even close. But yeah. You mentioned the old dude. I think he might be in there too. Yeah. The next position, which I don't think is even close either, rookie of the year. John Morant has now. For me, it's not even close. If Zion Williamson was able to play more and show more of his ability, it would still be a close race. Going into the season, people pretty much thought it was going to be Zion. Yeah. But John Morant is on another level. I love the way this kid flies from one side of the court to the other. He tries to dunk on everything. It's a, it can be a pony right there. He's going to try and dunk on that pony. It can be Yao Ming times two. He's going to try to dunk on you. Like yeah. He is fearless. His his game reminds me a, a little bit of a, a combination of Allen Iverson and Russell Westbrook yeah. to a degree. Cause that's, he has, that's actually a pretty good comparison. Yeah, cause he can, but the only difference is he's – well, I'll let you finish. No, because he can, he can do all the moves that Allen Iverson can do. Yeah. Russell Westbrook will just have this one thing. He's going to beat you. He's going to go. Go. <laughs> but then he, he beats you, and then he goes, yeah. and then he tries to put his you know sack in your face. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that makes him so impressive is his passing ability. Yes. yes, 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 yes that's yes. that's what's impressive to me. And then early in the season when Harden wasn't playing him with the three. Oh, yeah. And he shot it. It's almost that like Kevin Durant moment. I'm Kevin Durant. Right. You right, know who right. I am. He's like, I'm John Morant. Right, right, right. Recognize. Right. Um, but for me, this is the one category. Is why I asked that question before we started talking about awards. If if a Zion Williamson oh. comes in and leads his team to the playoffs, because only one of them are going to make it to the playoffs. If he comes in and leads his team to the playoffs, I would have given it to him. You see what I'm saying? And I think he would have a legitimate shot at being the rookie of the year because I came in midseason and then I led my team to the playoffs. This is the one award that for me – even though it, it it is going to John Moran, and if it doesn't, it's a crime based on the parameters that the NBA has set. If Zion gets his team to the playoffs, we're going to look back at this and say, oh, no, Zion should have won. Well, the way I look at it, too, is this. And the more I think about it, the more I'm in agreement with what the, with the way the NBA has done it. Because it's, I feel like it's a whole brand new season. There's been so much time that's elapsed. It's been an offseason. And that's the feel, yeah, pretty that's much. The feel I get, too. I mean. So this is a brand new season. You can't just... Put that season and put this together, even though we're trying to finish off the season because of the pandemic. Yeah. I feel like you really can't put it together. This is a whole brand new season. If Zion Williamson is able to lead his team into the playoffs and win a couple of games against the Lakers, then yes, I would agree with you that maybe he should have been in the reins as well. But it's a whole brand new start. So I really can't I can't see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more right, man. He's a he's a very, very really, really good player. I mean, seventeen points per game. Mm. Uh, average 49% from the field goal. Um, and one of the things I'm glad you brought up, you know, his moves uh, or that, that, that uh, comparativeness to uh, Allen Iverson. Not only that, he does have a shot. So that's one of the different. He can shoot. Too. He can shoot. That's right. Um, so yeah, he's definitely my candidate for the uh, rookie of the year. And he, I mean, he's fearless, bro. If you want someone on your team 
you want John Moran and yeah. you hate playing against him. Like I have moments where I looked at him, that Rockets game, I can't stand you. But I respect As a it. rookie already. Right. As a rookie already. He yeah. already has that, you know, that, uh, what's that, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you, he demands respect and, and, as a rookie. And what that reminds me of, you guys remember when Andre Godalo was on the team? Mm-hmm. And John Morant was basically saying, if you don't want to play with right, us, right, right. and then yeah. Curry started talking, it's like, I don't care if you're Curry. I don't care who you are. <laughs> right, I'm right. John Morant. Right. And that's what you have to have mm-hmm. as a player. There's this, I don't want to bring Harden into this, but there's this, there's this something about him that's like, right, okay, yeah, I wanna, I'm going to win with you. Yeah. As opposed to other players, you're mm-hmm. playing with them like, I don't know if I'm going to win with you, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm just, just, I'm just being real. I'm just being real. So anyway, let's go to Defensive Player of the Year couple of candidates here you look at you look at Rudy Gobert right he's a defensive beast in the paint um he's the one that started off this whole um COVID thing by yeah. getting tested positive um I don't know if Don, him and Donovan Mitchell are friends now but they, they say they're okay but you look at him and then you look at Giannis Giannis is just he's all over the place I mean he can do it on both ends of the floor um he's just as dominant on the defensive end as he is on offensive end uh, for me, that's pretty much a toss-up between Rudy Gobert and Giannis. I really, I really can't, you know, whoever wins it, I'll be like, okay, whatever. And uh, for me, I give it to Gobert. Gobert. Because when you look at a big man, what is he supposed to do? He's supposed to um, be in charge of the block and stop play. Gobert stopped play for about, what, three months after he got the <laughs> – I mean, dude went on a tear, bro. Wow. Touching everything. Oh, uh, my God. I got to give it to Gobert for that. <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> hey, so dope. that's why he's getting defensive player. Gobert is getting it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. Oh man. He did stop uh, everything though. He I stopped just... it all. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped everything. It's over. I think he ran away with it, man. <laughs> yeah. well, he's my pick too, man. Oh sure. wow! <laughs> you don't. You can't even say much out of that, one, right? Oh my god. Oh <laughs> um, no, you, you can't. He, t- he topped it. Oh gosh. All right, so. Let's go into uh, the main one, the most valuable player. Um, it's two. It's a two-man race. We just talked about Giannis, talked about LeBron um, a little bit. I have it good to Giannis just because I think he's – I know this is going to sound weird. If if you take Giannis off of the Milwaukee Bucks, they're still going to be a successful team. They might be more successful than the Lakers if you take LeBron James off that team. But – I feel like the ceiling is higher with Giannis on that team as opposed to LeBron being on the Lakers, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. So that's why I have to give it to Giannis right now as the most valuable player. I mean, it's going to go to Giannis. He's the best player on the best team. And that typically, if you're not James Harden, that typically means you're going to win the MVP. So it's, it's really not – for me, it's not much debate here. It's going to Giannis. Yeah, there's there's been no drop-off from his play. I feel like he's playing at the exact same aptitude well, – can't speak for it now because of, you know, we're just restarting. But he's playing at the exact same pace and aptitude and aggression, probably even more so this year than he was last year. So he's definitely my pick for the MVP. The season really kicks off today. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Um, I wish they would, even if it's not official, just put out awards again for, like, the restart after everything's said and done. That would be dope. <laughs> that would be that dope. Would be it doesn't have to be official, but it's be like, okay, so here's the MVP of the restart. That would be, that would be dope. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please, please subscribe. You can do it on any major platform that podcasts are available. 
it has been a pleasure speaking to you. My name is Oenyi. I was joined by Lo and Chris today, and we are out. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.